The Real Zodiac presents Retro Reels, a deep dive into the movies that made us, from cult classics to binge-worthy franchises. Join us for this time-traveling cinematic journey. We're sending you back to the future! And as always, your hosts will keep it real. Let's go. Spider-Man Retro Reels Collection. Are you an Avenger? Yeah, basically. Where we deep dive through all the Spider-Man films week to week leading up to the new film, Spider-Man No Way Home. Up next, the Spider-Man mania is sweeping the school. How can you show your spider spirit? Meet our host, Quentin. Guy in the chair. Amanda. Don't do anything I would do. And definitely don't do anything I wouldn't do. There's a, there's a little gray area in there, and that's where you operate. And Gary. I got a hot day with Black Widow coming up. On this journey through the Webhead cinematic feats. Good old Spider-Man. Is your spider sense tingling? Because there will be spoilers and mild language ahead. You gotta be shitting me. Thanks for joining us. Now, let's get started. It's about 50 reporters behind that door. Real ones, not bloggers. When you're ready, why don't you try that on? And I'll introduce the world, the newest official member of the Avengers, Spider-Man. Homework can wait. The city can't. Today, we are talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. The first Spider-Man MCU movie that is solely about Peter Parker, or so we thought. Um, I am joined today by my lovely co-hosts, Amanda. Hello, hello. And Gary. Hey, hey. So, we're gonna kinda go behind the scenes here. Gary, I, I got a question for you. This is like your, what, seventh episode, I'd say, eighth? Um, how are you feeling just in the podcasting realm here. I mean, you've you've kind of become a little bit of a veteran in such a short time. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Um, yeah, seventh, eighth, ninth, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, we're getting up there numbers-wise for me. Uh, I think it was really kind of something strange and new for me at first, but as, as we've gone on, I've begun to, like, look forward to each episode and just – I feel at more ease, I think, with with all this – Good. I'm really glad to hear that. I mean, I like that uh, we have. I mean, don't don't laugh, Amanda, but I like that we have. I'll bite a little bit of a younger, um, I guess, in, uh, podcaster, so that we can kind of get what you're going through watching these movies growing up and how they. I mean, you can't you. You were born around the time that the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire came out, so it's just nice 
getting to kind of see it through your eyes as well as Amanda and I's. I'm, I'm really enjoying that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, now I feel like we're all on the same like level of playing ground here because we are talking about a movie that, you know, it's Spider-Man, but it's very different than what we've gotten in the past. This one's very rooted in the MCU and it has characters from past MCU movies. I mean, we have, the big news was Robert Downey Jr. was coming back for uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and Amanda, do you remember when it was it was in talks that John Hamm was going to take over for Robert Downey Jr. after Iron Man three because Robert Downey Jr. didn't know if he was coming back? I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Now look at us. You know, <laughs> we've made it to 2019, and now we have like we had the death of of Tony Stark and everything in the MCU. It's just it's crazy what could have been after 2013. But yeah, he struck up a new deal, and he's like, well, I guess I'll just make more money, I guess. And he started uh, after he did Avengers: Age of Ultron and Civil War, and here he is in Spider-Man: Homecoming, which. I wouldn't even consider him a glorified cameo because he's in the, he's on the poster. You know, he's pretty much in this movie for a long duration and uh I like it. I I'm I'm glad that we kind of get this. I know I've spoken ill of having kind of uh Spider-Man not really doing his own thing. Um but for this kind of being his introduction film into an even larger universe. I was, I was totally cool with it. I mean, we had some background with how, uh, he played a little more in civil war. It made it seem not as jarring, but I kind of want to get your, your expertise, Gary. What, what did you think of, uh, this movie going in? Um, let's see going in. I, well, I'd already seen this movie when it came out originally. Right. Yeah. Honestly, though, I didn't remember much about it, if I'm being honest. Right. Um, so I was, I guess, excited to rewatch it. And of course, we uh, were watching this right after Civil War. So we already got introduced to the new um, Spider-Man. Tom Holland plays him. Uh, already got a taste of what he would be like in this film. Um, I honestly going in, I was. I don't know. I was excited, I guess, but I don't know. Just throughout the movie, just as I was watching, I don't know. I just have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm not really sure where my feelings lie with this movie. I still am trying to process it all. I don't know. It's probably that's probably a weird take. I don't no, know. I'm actually like... really glad to hear that. I I'm okay. really glad to hear that. I'm excited to kind of go forth with this to see because I I might surprise you guys with. I guess how much I really adore this movie compared to what we saw last week and what we're going to see later on. Um, I just I don't know what it is, but I have a very special place for this movie in particular in my heart. But uh, Amanda, how about you? Yeah, um, getting. I know I watched this in the theater when it came out, and I've rewatched it since, and obviously for the show. Um, but yeah, I think my first initial watch, um, I wasn't sure of my feelings on it, but uh, 
I think I liked it the first time I watched it in the theaters. Then maybe like the second time I was like, ooh, I don't know. I'm going to be more critical and have a heavier critique. And yeah, rewatching it for this. It's Spider-Man. It's the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it's camp meets camp, really, you know? Right. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, "Mm, no. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's enjoyable. I mean, it's freaking Spider-Man. Right. And, like, our youngest portrayal of Spider-Man to date. I mean... Oh, he's such an awkward teen. Oh. Yeah. My heart. He's, like, 15 in this. Uh, Well, not Tom Holland. He's, like, 20. But, Uh I mean, he plays a 15-year-old. And, yeah, this is the youngest Spider-Man we've had. And you see that. Like, you see Mm -hmm. the inner struggles of a teenager versus the real world that you just don't get with that. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Gary, you were probably around this age when this came out. Yeah, no, I think you're right, yeah. Um, I, I think Tom Holland plays this little geeky, you know, teenager whatever he plays him very well i feel like and i feel like that's something toby mcguire was supposed to have that feeling or whatever or that that sort of portrayal but i don't know i feel like toby really didn't and we've talked about this in the past you know how i feel about toby mcguire mm-hmm. yeah i do i <laughs> but, do and i like it but i i do like i think uh tom paul does a very good job at being that typical just i don't know nerdy high schooler that's just awkward and strange i don't know <laughs> Well, let's talk about just uh well, okay, let me let me at least say this. So this movie was directed by John Watts. Um he even helped with the screenplay. This stars Tom Holland, Michael Keaton, John Favreau, Gwyneth Paltrow, Zendaya, um Donald Glover, Jacob Batalin or however you say his name, uh Marissa Tomei and featuring Robert Downey Jr. And uh, we get a new score by Michael Giacchano, who does a lot of a lot of films these days. Um, the budget was 175 million, with a box office of 880.2 million. So this definitely did some numbers, and it was well received for the most part. I mean, a lot of people kind of shared your opinions. I think Amanda, because when you first watch this, you're like, okay, that was you know Spider Man. And then you kind of look at it, oh, like, ah, well, I mean, yeah, it was Spider-Man, but, like, was it, you know? But then you keep kind of go back and forth, and I feel like that's how the critics really took this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, for one, definitely did. So maybe next time I watch it, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> this, this wasn't that good. No, I – they did such a wonderful job casting in this movie. Um, where you have Ned as, or Jacob Batalon as Ned, uh, his, just his nerdy friend. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm being as cautious as I can say this, but like, he's not your typical, like, star when you think of Peter Parker's friend. I mean, we all took Harry Osborne as the friend. And mm-hmm. we had James Franco and Dane DeHaan, who all, I mean, I think we can agree Jacob Batalon doesn't really, <laughs> you know, equal them in looks and such. But I love Ned more than both of those characters combined because oh, yeah. he's so much fun and he works off of Tom Holland's character so well. And you can really see the friendship there. Mm-hmm. And the friendship provides good support. But, oh, gosh, I love that scene when he's like, like they lead lead up to it with like the 
the Lego set, Star Wars, and yeah. then here comes a uh, Peter Parker sneaking into his room, and of course the ant just let him up and into the room, and so like there isn't like a crazy like I like the way that they did this reveal. Right, yeah, and that was so different, too. It feels like Mm -hmm. everybody's finding out, and then it gets turned on to set even more in Far From Home when everybody does find out, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, well, I mean, and then No Way Home, boom. But I like that we get just kind of an escalation there. Um, But, yeah, we we get Ned, and then Marissa Tomei comes back as Aunt May, and she does such a wonderful job with what she's given. I mean... She she has enough screen time where she's present, but she's not like taking over. My my other question, I guess, is I'm gonna ask you, Amanda. What did you think of just like the transition from home? I'm um, sorry, uh, Civil War into Homecoming. Did you kind of like did did you feel like you had enough of a basis of Tom Holland's character to kind of like? get you excited for this movie or where did you stand? Yeah. I mean, like after this movie came out and <clears throat> I know a lot of people were in the controversy of a, you know, his origin story and whatnot. And I think the whole reason of having him just in that little bit of civil war was to just jump into this movie and have him already have like the better suit and have everything established. And it's a better movie for that because yeah. everyone knows, even if you've never watched any Spider-Man, everyone knows just like Batman. You just know it's a thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, we didn't, we didn't rehash anything with uncle Ben. He's not even mentioned, but there is a little scene where, you know, Ned, Ned finds out about him being Spider-Man and Ned's like, have you told aunt May? And he's like, you have to tell her. And he goes, with everything that she's been through, I can't do that to her. And I mm-hmm. looked at my wife and I said, that's the first time that I caught that. He's talking about the tragedy of like part of his origin story, you know? And yep. I don't know. I really, I, I'm really glad that they're not totally glossing over it. But at the same time, we don't get that. And this, this question goes to uh, Gary. With you having it so close to proximity with the other movies, did you think that it it was necessary for them to have this absence of Ben Parker, or were you totally fine with it? I feel like I'm fine with what they did, right? They didn't spend any time, basically. Um, you know, going back over, like, the tragedy and Uncle Ben this, like, but that, right? I feel like i wouldn't have been mad if they did that though i know that's probably an unpopular opinion but like i know we've had two spider-man iterations in the film world at least cinematic universe or whatever of this origin story this tragedy with uncle ben um yeah we've had that twice already i don't think there was a need to like you know go back over that but i wouldn't have minded like i think it was you know his Tom Holland's introduction in Civil War and then just going straight into this new universe, this new um, this this new world of characters and stuff um, or version, I guess I should say, with Homecoming. 
I mean, it's fine and it works, but it, it almost felt like a little too abrupt for me. Like, whoa, like, okay, there's no sort of like, you, you know, you, he's already, you know, he's been Spider-Man for a while. You know, they don't talk about Uncle Ben. They just get right into the story. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it works, but I wouldn't have minded if they would have, you know, done the same for this universe as they did the others. Well, this one, technically, he's probably been uh, Spider-Man for eight months now when Homecoming mm-hmm. takes place. So um, that's something to keep in mind. Maybe we can kind of track that throughout the rest of the movies and kind of see where where he's at, even after the blip that we see later on after Endgame. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. I never really looked at it until kind of really checking out and with the the proximity of watching these movies so close together, it's kind of nice because I don't know about you guys, but when I watch MCU movies, I usually start from the beginning and I go through the whole thing like Iron Man two, uh, far from home in its entirety. Mm-hmm. Um, and never like just the Spider-Man movies or, you know, anything or just the Iron Man movies. I, that's just psychotic to me. And if you guys do that, great. Leave me out of it because it's just, I'm, <laughs> I gotta see it in its entirety. And, uh, so like watching it so close to that, you don't have the break of uh, Thor Ragnarok and um, Guardians Two in between Spider Man or Civil War and Spider Man Homecoming. So it's it's kind of nice to kind of see just how how much it seems that Tom Holland is um, is comfortable in this role. Like he really shows, and it really suits him. Uh, pun intended. So, yeah. Uh, Amanda, what are some of the newcomers that you really enjoy? I know we talked about Ned, but was there a standout character to you that you really enjoyed? Oh, it just has to be Ned in this movie. I mean, he's he's just so adorable. And then, like, keeping the secret, but still at the same time, like, trying to help his buddy out. It just, it's fantastic and Oh, when they go to that party and he's wearing the hat and yes, he gives him confidence. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Aunt Uh, May, what she says with uh, you know, some some hats wear men, but you wear that hat. I just love that. mm -hmm. You know. (sighs) What about what about you, Gary? Is there like a character in this that you really enjoyed seeing? I gotta go with. I don't know. I just really like Tom Holland's take on spider-man i think he just plays the role so well he's very funny very just i don't know just goofy i like him all right well let me go ahead and just switch gears here i hate liz i wish she wasn't in this movie the love interest yes uh uh-huh because it just seems so weird to put zendaya in the background and on the poster but not, you know, like showcased in the movie. And it just it feels like he just went from one hot girl to another and homecoming to far from home, because in the first one, he's trying to get with Liz. And then in this in far from home, he's trying to get with MJ. And so I don't know if like they could have easily just created more of a relationship, maybe like a friendship between uh Tom or Tom, uh, Peter and Michelle, as she called in this movie. Um, but like, it just seemed very weird to like have her as this background character that, you know, just didn't seem to care about anything because 
I don't know. I, I I know that she goes through some changes in from where we see her in Homecoming to No Way Home, but I don't know. I could have just done without Liz. What about you, Amanda? Yeah, it's kind of one of those things because we all know MJ. You know, it's in it's in the knowledge of what we gain naturally. Um, yeah, to our kind of was like, oh yeah, I forget that there's a different love interest in this one, and ah, that's her dad. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know what they could have done different, but to yeah, I mean. Eh. I, you know what? And you're right. There is that know. struggle because mm-hmm. it is her dad, you know, and you couldn't really do that for MJ. No. Um, and so, yeah, what could they have done differently is is definitely right. But I think that was solely it, though, was to have this character for her to be the foil of the uh, the villain. And I do enjoy the aspect that at the end of this, we're not looking at another damsel in distress. Like, it is just Peter versus Vulture, you know? Um, So I do like that aspect. But what do we do? I mean, when we see that Liz does have the father of freaking Michael Keaton, um, Gary, I'm switching it back to you. What do you know about Sir Michael Keaton? I don't know why I said Sir. He's not a knight. But... (laughs) <laughs> uh, he pretty, he pretty much is. He's the Dark Knight. But anyway, uh, what do you know about our friend Michael Keaton? Um, honestly, not much. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen him in any film that I know of, at least. All right. Well, Amanda, please enlighten our our friend here. Uh, he's Batman. Um, <laughs> wait, what? He's, he's like he's Batman from like the late '80s to early '90s, bro. Okay, he's wow. like the the Batman. Like he's everybody's favorite. Oh, so you weren't kidding when you said he was a, the Dark Knight just now. Okay. Yeah. yeah he... <laughs> I thought you were just I don't know what you were. <laughs> it's just my Huber, Gary. No, because <laughs> <laughs> no, he's coming back. He's coming back for the Flash movie. What? Wait, what yeah. is he in the Flash movie? He's gonna be Batman. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> But isn't hold on, but isn't the new Batman is supposed to be Ben Affleck? Uh, no, 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 isn't it Oh Robert Pattinson. Name? Yeah, Robert Patterson Pattinson, right? Well so. we're gonna also get Ben Affleck in the Flash movie too, but no Robert Pattinson. Why are there two Batman in Flash? Um <laughs> How about we, we discuss that later? <laughs> another episode? <laughs> yeah, another episode. We'll get to okay. we'll, we'll do that when we do Batman. Um, no, but yeah, so everybody knows, uh, Michael Keaton as Batman. And so seeing him in this, I mean, there were a lot of parallels and a lot of people got on board with him playing the vulture because in the comics, you're looking at a very decrepit, like skin tight green suit with, with wings. And this, they obviously mechanized it a little more and gave him a vendetta against the Avengers slash Tony Stark. So, I don't know, like, I enjoyed Michael Keaton in this, and that's why, that might be another reason why I like this movie, is because, you know, you're already, you're already, you're already having him in an established world talking about how the Avengers gave him this job that he's doing to clean up, but then people are taking that away from him, and so he does it underground. 
And I like and Amanda, please please like uh tag team me if you need to, but I really like how they have him with this established agenda and you don't really need like an origin story in the terms of like him getting bitten by a radioactive vulture or something. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's nothing too crazy. What 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 about you, Amanda? Yeah, I kind of like the way that they deliver him. Like at first I was just like, I don't know about having Michael Keaton in this movie. I'm not sure how that's going to work just because he is such a well-established, you know, um, actor. Um, I mean, he's Beetlejuice. Like <laughs> Exactly. Yes. We didn't even talk about that. Oh, so it's, it's so it kind of, I mean, like for me, I think that was one of the things initially watching it took me out of it, but after rewatching it's it's not because he's just a great actor and he took on this character too and um he likes pizza steve mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry <laughs> now i'm thinking of all the Michael keaton movies right um but he plays such like a straight man in this you know with just like a and, hint of danger and hysteria you know like yeah in his character it, it makes sense i mean yes he's a criminal and he's doing shady shit but i mean i don't know um it made sense i guess right i'm with you uh what about you gary what did you think if, with your not knowledge and i hope you know we're never making fun of you for not knowing that's no, that's no. nothing that we're doing we just i i love that this is kind of I don't it's weird to hear, but it's kind of your introduction to Michael Keaton, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, what did you think of him in this movie and just how he played the vulture? Uh, I'm really curious. Yeah. Um, I think he did a good job. Like you said, he he's – I mean, there's just that hint. He's a very, like, normal guy, you think, at least. I don't know. That's how what I perceive him. Just this normal, I guess, thug, I guess. Is that what you call him? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I feel like towards the end, he gets a little bit of that uh, – we get a little bit of that supervillain type of feel, taste. I don't know. But uh, is it bad? I kind of feel bad for him, honestly. Like, seeing him interact with his wife and his daughter, you know – and then Spider-Man has just just this urge to just like, man, I gotta, I gotta get this bad guy. I gotta go leave the the homecoming dance to like, beat up this girl's dad. Like, right? I don't know. Um, I thought he. I mean, I of course, right? I had no um, no prior knowledge of Michael Keaton and his work, but I think he did a good job. I I like I liked how he did the Vulture. Uh, yeah. Well, I want to go back to Liz. So Liz's best friend uh, was the blonde girl, right? And she's talking about, you know, when she plays Kill, Fuck, Mary, And uh, she's playing it with Liz and, like, two other guys. Um, that blonde, who is in Far From Home, she dates Ned, that's Betty Brant, who we saw in the first trilogy of Spider-Man who worked under J. Jonah Jameson. Do you remember that? Wait, hold on. You said she he she worked under J Jonah Jameson like in as the that, original trilogy, like like the girl with, with like like brown hair like that was his like secretary or something. Yeah, that was Betty Brant in the Raimi universe, and now we have Betty Brant in the high school here. That's Liz's best friend. That is crazy. So she's like a grown woman in the other one, but like she's like a high school student. Right. Yeah. Same age as Peter. Which, I mean, she could have been – no, nah, not really. I guess she would have been a few years older, right, Amanda, in the Raimi universe? Because she seemed like she was pretty established in there. But 
you know, as yeah. secretary at the same time. I don't know when they start. But, yeah, they, they must have been around <laughs> the same age. But in here, they really, like, retcon it in a way to make her a high school student, too. Hmm. And That is very interesting. Now, what what did you think of your third iteration of Flash Thompson as the guy who calls Peter Penis Parker? Third iteration? Was he in the other ones? Yes. Yeah, remember he was... Oh, oh he's that bully. He's yeah, that he was bully? the bully. He's still the bully. Okay, the trilogy, right? <laughs> and then... Okay. And he like... Let me... You're fine. Oh, you're okay. fine. It's all coming back now. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't like him in this one. Really? Okay. No, I don't care for him. I... Because they... I feel... Oh, sorry. No, well, no, please, go. I was... I feel like, you know, in the in the other ones, he's... He's uh, he's not as present. He does his little job in the beginning, like, you know, um, Peter's getting picked on, and then finally Peter, like, you know, he gets his powers and he, like, snaps back at him, right? And then he's not in the movie anymore. This time, I feel like they made him a little bit more established. I don't know, like a, like a character, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, right. Like, and he's just annoying, I feel like, and he's not funny, in my opinion. Like, he's... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's just my opinion. I don't know. Do you want to know something that's insane that Amanda I would love to see later later on down the road? So what? Tony Revolori, uh the guy who plays Flash Thompson, um he's a pretty well established actor. He he does a lot of Wes Anderson movies. He actually just came out with uh he's in the French Dispatch, uh which is a mm-hmm. new Wes Anderson movie. I, I think he's great. He's great in the Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, check that out if you haven't seen it, Gary. Um, but in the comics, Venom, uh, the symbiote, gets attached to Flash Thompson after he goes off to war and he loses both his legs and he becomes Agent Venom and teams up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. What? So I would absolutely wow. love... Seeing this Flash Thompson in the same universe with like Rocket and Groot fighting like criminals out in the galaxy, like in Guardians the comedy Seven, would work. huh? Yeah, it's, the comedy would work, right? Because he plays such a douche in this, but like, but he's still the nerd. He's, he's still... still yes. He's not like a big buff guy. He's just kind of like a scrawny asshole. Interesting. Yeah, Gary, did I just blow your mind? That is very, very mind blowing. Yes. <laughs> I just I wanted to I wanted to throw that out there. If Marvel, if you listen to this, just know that I am on board because I know you plant seeds. So make this a thing because in the next movie, or in No Way Home, he dyes his hair blonde. I'm just saying. And I'm it assuming happens. that's what the comic character. Yeah, he's blonde. He, I mean, uh, he's like that. He's like a very oh, that would almost. Blonde. I mean, we're getting Guardians three, and I know spoilers. Yes, for that movie. Um, I know. Spo- mm, dude, okay. How you know how story. crazy? Well, wait, wait oh. for which one? Guardians three or uh, Guardians three? No, I don't know the Guardians. spoiler. Okay, then I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, but, um, we'll talk. Oh. We'll talk off air because now I'm really sense. serious. I'm I'm really excited. Um, and then I, I, I don't mean to blow your mind even more. Uh, this is mostly to Gary. So All right. 
Aaron Davis, who's in this movie as well, is played by Donald Glover, right? He He's yes. the one that's trying to get the weapons sold to him. Uh, yes. Aaron Davis was actually introduced in 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse as the Prowler. Okay. And, and I... Miles Morales' uncle. Oh, what? And he even mentions his <laughs> nephew in this movie. Oh, he does. He's like, oh, my nephew lives in this neighborhood, right? I don't yes. Want this. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> so, like, that's so cool. because there is fan casting. Amanda, I don't know if you knew this. There's fan casting. A lot of people wanted Donald Glover as Miles Morales for Spider-Man. Oh, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that this was, like, the medium, the happy medium they could go for because... You have uh, Donald Glover, who's a little older, and he's supposed to be younger, but mm -hmm. uh, younger than Spider-Man. And so I think that this is good because this could make like Miles Morales like nine or ten at this time, you know. And it the oh oh my gosh yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm serious. There's reasons why I love this movie, and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Is because like. All this shit is crazy that they put in this. They don't have to, but they do. They put the time and they take the time to do it. All right, I'm, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Um, let's talk about. Let's talk about. I guess because this movie is two and a half hours. Um, I will say that this movie is a little too long. It has a lot going on almost a hundred percent of the time. Yes, you can kind of fall in love with the characters as you do. Um, there's a very there's a very much of a John Hughes vibe, and you'll kind of mostly get that, Amanda, in our mm -hmm. older audience, um, like Breakfast Club and especially Ferris Bueller. Um, and I think they really did a good job of that. Like they made this a very high school uh, incorporated movie. Mm -hmm. I like that about this movie. Yeah, and it seems very small compared to what else we see, like. Take a Thor movie, you think like the fabric of time and space is, you know, um, and unbalanced or whatever. And then you got uh, Peter Parker here just trying to take down a plane. So I think that they did it well to not make this such a um, overly expositioned, like, end of the world movie. And... They did that with Ant-Man, and I think that's very smart. Keep keep the smaller characters, even the insect characters, to smaller crimes, and I feel like they work better, you know? Yeah, I mean, he's the neighborhood Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah. But I do I love... love... Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. I'm talking way too much. Go ahead. No, you're good. I, I was just going to say I kind of agree with you. I, I like that where it's not like Spider-Man trying to save the world, like because that's... I don't know. I kind of feel like when... In some cases, that's not, like, really, I guess, realistic. I know we're talking about superheroes and, like, stuff like that. But, like, I like that. Like, that it's just, you know, like you said, he's a neighborhood Spider-Man. He's just doing his thing in his little area. Um, yeah, that's cool. But I almost, I kind of disagree with you all about the, the high school thing. Like, I think you said it was very high school incorporated or something like that. I, for some reason, I didn't really care for that. Like, it's very uh, like oh he's going to homecoming. He a lot of the scenes are him just dealing with school stuff and just being a kid. And I I think it makes sense, but I almost feel like it makes it a little less like 
serious maybe or like you know i felt like the amazing spider-man and even maybe the original trilogy just had a bit more of a more serious tone i don't i don't know i'm you're not wrong in saying that but remember we talked about in amazing spider-man 2 how the tone was all over the place because i feel like it was campy just as much as this one but then it killed gwen stacy right Mm -hmm. that one just couldn't figure out where it was at and i totally (laughs) agree with you Mm-hmm. That this tone is is a lot different than both of those, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is kind of a problem for a lot of people. But you have to think, like, Spider-Man is for kids. You know, they love Spider-Man. And if you make this gritty, you know, like, horror-esque vision of Spider-Man, you're going to, like, derail at least probably two-thirds, maybe... Eh, I don't know, half, maybe half your audience? Mm-hmm. No, that's um, a good point. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm a teacher, and I see I see Spider-Man book bags and jackets everywhere, like, to the point where I'm like, damn, I want that, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Amanda, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, no, I was just... I do like the high school bits a bit, like trying him trying to... Um still do the high school stuff, but then also figure out being Spider-Man. And I like the way that they did layer that and they used the comedy to do so. But man, I kind of just wish he would have gone to the pool the day before the competition. Yeah. Just gone been to the a kid. Competition, even though, yeah, even though that would have been like missing the whole chunk of the actual, what the movie is, but right. So, um, let's talk about DC for a little bit because we do have Spider-Man going to DC because, uh, he pulls a bomb or I guess one of the electromagnetic, whatever rocks out of, uh, whenever he's fighting those henchmen. Um, I want to say shocker and shocker 2.0. Um, and he and Ned are trying to figure that out and, they go to DC and they realize that they're being tracked by Tony. And this is something that was insane. So I'm going to just give you guys the whole story here. I was talking to my wife and I was saying, you know, there are rumors going around that like in no way home, he gets that black suit, right? You, you know, the black and gold suit that I'm talking about. It's seen in the trailer mm-hmm. for like 0.3 seconds. Well, mm-hmm. there's rumors that it, it's basically, the suit inside out the home, the far from home suit. Right. And so we were watching this and I was talking to my wife about it. And I said that, and then as I said that he pulls the suit inside out to look for the tracker and I paused it. I said, no way home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Wow. (laughs) And so, yeah. And so then I, I like paused it and then I did some research and yeah, that I think that's what it is because I don't want to get into spoilers for no way home, but there's something that happens to his suit and I think he has to turn it inside out and that's why we get that suit. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. Wow. How does Feige do this? Well, I don't know. I I do not know, (laughs) but it's how in the world did he know I mean, obviously, yeah, this would have probably – he probably looked at that and was like, that'd be kind of a cool design for a suit. But, you know, like just putting those blueprints and the Easter eggs in there right away, it's just like mind-blowing. So just a little tidbit. 
because we are getting like we are we are as uh, Doctor Strange said we're getting to the end game people we're getting closer to Spider Man No Way Home so we're our discussions coming forth are probably going to be very more or very much more No Way Home esque so be on the lookout. But we won't drop any spoilers. I don't. I'm not a. I don't want to spoil stuff before. And if you want that, there's a numerous amount of shows out there that talk about this. YouTube videos. What I'm gonna plug right now is Pop Culture Leftovers. If you really like to know the ins and outs of Marvel movies, uh, DC, anything really, Star Wars, what's going on and everything, check out Pop Culture Leftovers. Um, they do a great job. So. That also will play into uh, something else coming up this week. But, yeah, um, going on, what else? Let's talk about DC for a second because we have this scene where he unlocks his full potential with the suit um, and we get to meet Karen. This took me out of the movie for a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I didn't want Spider-Man to have an AI helping him. Uh, Go, anybody. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a bit more strange. I mean, obviously he's getting help from Iron Man, so there's a reason why, I guess, right? He has this new techie suit, all these little gadgets, which I actually think is pretty cool. Um, and a lot different from the old Spider-Man, uh, versions, I guess. But I think he did have that. So he has that at first, right? the little AI, but then he gets a suit taken away. So you, you do get a little bit of time with him, with him, just him on his own. Right. Like, like the other You're Spider-Man. Right. right. So yes, I think there's a bit of a balance maybe that, you know, they were able to please maybe both people. Yeah. And, and I like that you say that because like I said, I mean, at this moment, it kind of, it kind of got lost on me, but yeah, you're right. It took me back in when he got the suit taken away and you're like, okay, there is certain things that he has to do by himself. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you you saying that. I do. I really do, Gary. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, what about you? What did you think of Karen? Uh, also played by Jennifer Connelly, who is the wife of Paul Bettany, who plays Vision. <laughs> yeah. Um, it didn't really bother me too much. Um, just – more or less originally when I watched it, I was like surprised, but then I was like, oh, well, it's Tony, you know, that makes sense. Of course, there's the AI in a suit that's, you know, <clears throat> going to train him. And I kind of like the just the cleverness of Peter and Ned where they're like, ah, I mean, these are smart kids. And Tony tried to outwit him and giving him like training wills and... <laughs> I like that they were able to override everything and kind of get the best of Tony, even though he didn't know in the moment. But Right. Guy in the uh, chair, you know. I love Ned for that. Um Yeah, but it every, for me. It, yeah, and I'm I'm glad that I mean obviously you have to have that inner dialogue with himself and it's nice that he has that that moment with Karen. Um but and I really like this stuff in the warehouse when he's talking to her because, you know, he just he's trying to figure out his suit. He's getting all that taken care of. And, yeah, it's 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 different. But uh, the stuff of the Washington Monument was just great. And I recently um, obtained a 4K TV 
And hot damn, it's making me appreciate movies a lot more than I already did because you're getting to see stuff in just a clear image. And uh, look at me. I sound like I'm trying to sell everybody 4K TVs. This was not sponsored by 4K TVs, people. Um, I'm just saying. You get a clear picture, and it just, like, enhances it for me at least. Um, but, like, just seeing him on top of the Washington Monument looks so good. And we've just come a long way since seeing a computerized – Spider-Man going through New York City in 2002 to what we have today, you know? So I just wanted to definitely mention that. Um, is there anything that you guys wanted to mention with Washington, uh, D.C.? Or I guess we can kind of get to the, the ferry and then the closing. No, just I like the D.C. bit. I mean... <laughs> With MJ and her uh, reasonings to not go up in that building and whatnot. Right. Cause... Yeah, that was great. The The thing they do with the subtle humor is perfect. Mm -hmm. I, I love Mr. Harrington. Um, oh, yeah. And <laughs> you know that he was in The Incredible Hulk, right? Mm. I did not remember I don't remember that. He, uh, so, I mean, obviously, if you don't remember all of the Incredible Hulk, I'm not going to hold it against you. But when Edward Norton's character, a uh, banner, had to go to the college to figure out where Liv, Liv what is her name? Is it Liv, Liv Tyler's character? What is that? Betty? Betty, is it Betty? Whatever. Whenever he goes to the college, uh, he is a pizza guy. And, uh, he gives a pizza to one of the students there, and it's the same actor as Mr. Harrington. So it is hmm. now um, like retcon to actually be Mr. Harrington when he was in college, and now he's obviously a teacher in New York. So I just oh, thought that, that, was, that was funny. Um, just like I said, little things. But yeah, so the fairy stuff, because we've had it throughout, uh, like I said, with – Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark kind of putting the training wheels on him. And now he's trying to stop a deal going down where we he kind of meets the vulture and the henchman and the bomb goes awry and we have half of the like the fairy going in halves. Well, I don't know if it's just something they have to have. Like it's like a like contractually obligated, but they have that scene where he's holding two webs. And they did it in Spider-Man 2 with the train, and then they did it in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the uh, with him trying to hold the webs together for Electro. And um, here we are again with the symbolic outstretched arms trying to hold the fairy together. I just – I wonder, like, I don't know if this is like some kind of Christ, like, thing that they're kind of like putting in there because he does. He looks like – Jesus Christ on the uh, on the cross when he does that. And I don't know if it's all intentional, but just something I wanted to mention, something to ponder. Hmm. But do you know what I'm talking about, the scene I'm talking about, Gary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of Christ imagery in Superman, which we <laughs> talked about uh, last week. And also in Man of Steel, there is a lot about Jesus in that space Jesus. Um, so I don't know maybe I'm, maybe I'm reaching just a little bit, but, uh, yeah, 
the fairy stuff was great. I enjoyed seeing him just get a little more quippy, and he's also getting uh, introduced to Matt Gargan, and he is in the comics as Scorpion. So again, there, and he also got he was in the post credit scene. So there's that, and he already has a vendetta against uh, Spider Man for disfiguring him in a way uh, during mm. the the fairy. So something else to mention, but yeah, we got uh, the wonderfully um, great scene of Tony and Peter talking on the rooftop after the ferry incident. So let's kind of break that down. Um, Amanda, anything you want to really add to the parenting of Tony Stark? Um, oh, I guess when it comes to um, Tony and Peter in that moment, uh, Peter, listen to your kid, you know, I know that there is a plan, but communication is good. Um, right. Yeah. Listen, listen to the kid. <laughs> like, I don't know. I do not um, wholly blame a lot of that stuff just on Peter Parker trying to figure things out and being excited. I think that is also a lacking adult figure in a way. Right. Sort of. And Gary, what did you what did you think of like seeing I guess Tony Stark in this different light of like saying, you know, if somebody died, that's on you, but if you died, that's on me. I mean, did all this work for you? I'm I'm very curious. I actually like having Iron Man in the Spider Man universe or I guess movie. Uh it's very different and like I said, I think I said this back in Civil War. I like this relationship that they start to build up and build upon. Now, of course, that like that relationship that you see, this almost almost like a like it's like a mentor mentee type of thing. But like, I think later it's almost like you know they're, it's almost like their family. I really like the relationship that they have in this movie. Tony Stark is still, I feel like, sort of you know, I mean, he, he I think he's more. Uh, more worried about, I guess, I, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. I, I don't think he, I, I don't want to say he's being like, like he doesn't genuinely care about him, but that's the vibe I feel like I kind of got. Like he's, you know, he, he, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I guess, Tony's worried about Tony first. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of like what Tony Tony Stark is. But I think also it doesn't really make sense to me that they kind of portrayed him that, that way in this movie. Because I feel like by Endgame, Tony is a totally changed man. He's not this playboy. He's not this like self-centered guy anymore. He He's very much different. But that's not even like super far off from where this movie is. So right. I, I think I was kind of confused. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I think at its worst, that's what it looks like. But I think also there's hints of, you know, Tony being like a good, uh, caring person. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I totally get what you mean. And I think the big thing was for me seeing Tony in this different light of him trying 
to be this like almost father figure was endearing. But even uh, a billionaire playboy philanthropist makes mistakes and you can kind of tell. And Amanda, you were kind of alluding to that. Like he just he wouldn't listen to Peter on certain things and just kind of dismissed him throughout this whole movie um, in a, in like a loving way, if that makes sense. Like he obviously cares about him, but at the same time, he knows that he's a 15 year old and their problems are a lot different than what we deal with today, you know? So there, there is that kind of aspect of that parent, uh, that parent and child relationship that goes in day in, day out, you know? Um, obviously on a greater scale because we're dealing with superheroes, but it works in that same sense, I feel. So I like that you both kind of brought up that those points because he tries. And I think you can kind of see, you know, everything is a trial by error and we just got to keep going. So I don't know. I really enjoyed that. But we get we get to the actual homecoming like dance slash plot. Did you guys love or hate that Victor Tombs ended up being, or I guess I should say Liz Tombs, <laughs> like it's such like a horrible name, Liz Tombs, you know? Um, but yeah, that's Victor Tombs' daughter, and we get to kind of see him. What did you guys think of that? The whole reveal of the villain. That car ride, I have such anxiety about, like, um, ling- like language or talking, but everything's, like, what's being said is not what's being said. Right. Like, reading between the lines. That whole car scene just gave me anxiety. <laughs> just did you in, huh? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> I agree. Pass. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you right now, so that was probably one of my one of my favorite scenes because I love how, how cringy it is because you're, you're seeing just like the, the light bulb hit. Uh, is it Victor tombs? I'm so sorry. Did I, is it Adrian? It doesn't matter. Vulture, uh, mm-hmm. vulture in this, like he just, you could just tell like, Holy cow. He knows, he knows, he knows. And then when the green light hits him, when he says Spider-Man, Oh, I was like, you yeah, this is it. This is what I needed. You know, I loved it. What about you, Gary? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I feel the exact same way. Very uh, anxiety inducing. I think I was really up, like just angry, like with, with Peter, like when he first gets to uh, Liz's house and he's like, has a strange ex- expression, like the whole time he's staring at um, the vulture, right? Keeps staring and he's he, the, the mom is like oh we're gonna take a picture they take a picture and he's st- still staring not smiling just act, it, it made me so and I'm like he could have gone away right with uh just not having to have that confrontation and having uh the dad figure out that he was Spider Man he could have gone away with that he would have just been a little bit more normal you know right it, it, it just made me mad but like <laughs> I yeah, totally I agree the car scene is pretty pretty funny i don't know the way he's like you know that he knows and it's like it's kind of chilling i don't know this makes your stomach hurt yeah but i would be the same way like i have no poker face so if i were peter parker in that situation being you know if i were like this awkward teen and then here's this person finally i wouldn't like 
my brain would not know how to process. And the whole time I'd just be like, I want to run. I want to run. I want to run. But I can't. Shit. What do I do? I totally agree with you guys because, like, it's obviously supposed to be very cringy and you're just, like, freaking out for them. Um, or for him, I should say. But, man, they do such a good job of just, like, making it so good. So, like like I said, one of the best scenes. And it just – you don't get that in a superhero movie where you're <laughs> you're taking your enemy's daughter – to a dance, you know, that just doesn't happen. So it was cool to kind of explore some new territory there. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it plays on the joke too, of like, you know, dads, you know, cleaning their shotguns. Oh yeah. Where he literally when gets a Glock dance. out. <laughs> yep. Man. I was like, this is like the worst version of that. Right. Gary, I got a question. What would you do in that instance? Well, I'm telling you, I'm going to go to that dance, and I'm going to give his daughter the best night of her life, like he said, because <laughs> yeah. that was – what is wrong with this kid? He he hears that. This this man has said literally said, I'm going to kill you, right? And he's this thug. I'm not chasing after him 2.5 minutes after he just told me he was going to kill me. So right. that's what I would have done. But you're Spider-Man. I, and I am Spider-Man, right. But – <laughs> I'm going to take his threat seriously and I'm going to sit back, enjoy my night and reassess later right. what I need to do. Right. Exactly. I, I, I'm there with you, but I mean, he's a bad guy. You got to do it. That's true, but it can wait. I feel it like, wait. you know, <laughs> I mean, this is pretty hot, you know, I guess I understand right, what you're right. thinking. Okay. 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 Priorities. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have a great scene of Peter Parker putting on the suit and, you know, he fights Shocker and uh, Ned's in the chair. He finds his location. A lot of great action, but also a lot of humor watching him drive. But skipping all that and going straight to the, uh, what is it? Straight to the scene where he... um is underneath all that rubble and you see all that stuff, yeah. yeah that almost like a hint of clarity like okay maybe i am too big for my britches i need somebody to help me right now but then he realizes he's all alone and there's that moment where he looks in the water and he sees his reflection with the mask that is just amazing i mean i felt pumped up i thought i could do the same thing you know um <clears throat> Did that scene that I mean, just the clarity of it. I loved it. It was great. Um, and seeing Spider-Man just as Spider-Man, it just it didn't seem like it was Peter anymore. You're seeing him as the Spider-Man, which I'll say it just didn't seem like, you know, like he he was. He was kind of like a spider boy, spider pre preteen man, you know, but now he's got it. He's got his role. And I loved it. Yeah. And just the scene of him uh, being under all that rubble where he's kind of like crying out just broke my heart. But yes. yeah, in the moment of lifting everything up, yeah, that's when he kind of evolves or grows up because he's doing it on his own. 
It's perfect. Also, we haven't mentioned Captain America is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. In like I the mean, most thankless times. role. I loved seeing him in this in that way. It was so great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love to see all those videos because they're just, they're fabulous. And I'd be fine with Chris Evans, you know, asking me about, or like telling me what my body's going to go through in terms of puberty. <laughs> you know, it just seems like it'd be less <laughs> awkward than hearing it from your 42 year old health teacher, you know? Maybe. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Um, I mean, yeah, other than that, we have the whole climax of vulture versus spider-man with the plane and everything ends up well i mean is there anything that i haven't really mentioned that we need to discuss i i will say i i want to i want to see what you guys think out of the homemade suits that we've seen out of all three iterations of spider-man which one did you like the most amanda oh goodness i kind of like this one because it just it looks too. the most homemade. Yes. Yes. It's a hoodie. It's a freaking hoodie with sweatpants, you know? You can't like, yeah, it. it's I, – I could see myself – I mean, like, if I had a hoodie and sweatpants of those shades, like, I could do it, you know? Yeah. What about you, Gary? Yeah, so you're talking about the homemade suits, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I think I agree. I like this one better. I mean, I definitely didn't like the one in the amazing, or not the amazing, the original series. Oh, I thought we were going to get you. Dang it. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like that one. Yeah. But, yeah. This one, yeah, I I felt like it was a lot better than a guy wearing glasses and a hockey mask, so, or a ski mask or whatever. Um, I went with it, but... Yeah, other than that, I mean, is there anything else we really need to talk about? I mean, we we do get the uh, Iron Spider just a little bit in here with with Tony and Happy towards the end here. Um, it's weird seeing, like, it, it's good. It's showing you the progress of Peter Parker, of showing you... I don't need I don't need the Avengers. I can do this on my own, and I need to take a step back. Were you guys... With it, I mean, I felt like it was kind of a big slap in the face because we know he's going to be in the next Avengers movie. So we're all just, I, I don't know. I, I was like, what, 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 how's he going to be in there? So, yeah, I mean, is there anything that you guys want to mention before we rate this thing or what we got? God, no. Yeah, no, Nothing I think like good. Right, okay. Well, Gary, how would you rate Spider-Man? homecoming oh man all right well i think i think i like a lot of things about it i I like spider-man in it i like uh iron man and his relationship with spider-man i think i don't care for the other characters as much i but it's a good story um i think i'm gonna go with like a maybe a 2.1 okay all right. What about you, Amanda? Yeah, I liked it. Really enjoyed it. Um, don't love it. Uh, I'm going with the 2.5. And I'm going to round it out with a 2.3 because this is great. I like the chemistry that Tony, or Tony that Tom has with all of the characters. It's just a very lived-in universe. And 
thank God they fixed the suit and made it look a little more real. Because in Civil War, it looked just like a CGI mess. And in this one, it, you could kind of like feel it. You could kind of see the fabrics in it. So I, I really enjoyed that aspect too. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm going to say this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this movie and I'm excited to see what happens later on in uh, what we see with No Way Home. I know we're going to be discussing uh, Infinity War and Endgame and Far From Home. So this obviously isn't our last time talking about Tom Holland. And yeah, we'll kind of pick back up with Infinity War slash Endgame and we'll discuss kind of how he fits in that narrative and if it works or not but I guess yeah this was a lot of fun I really enjoyed talking to you guys about uh, Spider-Man Homecoming and I think that we're we're gonna we're gonna have some fun with, with some more Tom Holland uh, very soon so yeah other than that if there's nothing else we need to say uh, make sure to check out our regular feed on uh, our page and yeah we will see you guys next week thank you and keep it real